Good day, everyone. Welcome to Perspectives in Focus. I'm your host, James Hicks from Hicks New Media. Today, we uh, are focusing on, as we always do in Perspective and Focus, the people, industries, ideas, and technology that are making positive strides within society. Today's guest, Yvonne Hyman. She's family, so I'm not going to call her Yvonne. I'm going to call her Evie. Uh, Evie is a business efficiency consultant and mindset coach who has spent more than a decade helping her clients to organize, strengthen, and streamline their businesses. Along with the business efficiency focus, she is also a master NLP practitioner and coach. So she has the clinical in-depth understanding of how the brain processes information. Today, we're going to talk about what it really means to be productive, what it really means to be efficient. And that doesn't necessarily always equate to being busy. Uh, sit back, enjoy the session. Hopefully this is very engaging. I'm looking forward to a lot of questions and answers. Uh, other than that, let's get into it. You just aged me, didn't you? I didn't hear my intro. So that means something's I'd... wrong. God dang. I'm not, I'm not going to blame it on the on the hosting platform. I'm, I'm going to blame it on, on the on the multi-streaming platform. Dang it, Restream. Uh, <laughs> or you are just going way too technical, but, uh, considering all the talking. technology you have on your desk. This is brutal. Can folks can you hear me? out there in, in these streets, can you hear Evie? And can I, I you hear me? Okay, we'll figure this out. It's all good. Uh, I can read your you lips, but uh, <laughs> I will, and I will also cut edit this out in Final Cut. So don't don't worry about it. I'm uh, I'm good at reading. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm I'm not. You know, I I'm disheveled, confused. <laughs> it's only two o'clock, and what is it? It's Tuesday. You know, maybe it's just too early oh. for me to be going live. I think that's what it is. I think it's I think it's actually Monday because with Groundhog the technology day. we both had it I'm pretty sure it's Monday. I don't think it's Tuesday. It's, it's Groundhog's Day everywhere. Yep. Oh my gosh. Listen, first and foremost though, I, I appreciate you for taking some time. I know you are incredibly active, incredibly busy, and that's your second, third uh, cup of coffee today. I behaved myself. It's only the second, but it's a much needed second today. Much needed second. All right. I tell you what. Let's get focused. Let's let's get into it. I gave a little bit of an intro in terms of what it is that you do from a professional perspective. But for my community who may not be aware of who Yvonne Hyman is, could you give kind of that origin story of who, the what, and the why Yvonne Hyman is called Ask Evie? Oh my God. If we go way back, what a lot of people actually don't know or starting to get to know is I started out as an electrician back in the day. Never thought I would actually work in an office setting and go live on video. That was never really the plan if there ever was a plan. Um, but yeah, moving to the States in 2007, uh, went back into the hosp into hospitality, used to do it for ages. It's an easy start back up again, no matter which country you are in. And then got acquainted with my second husband and got introduced into the world of movie, feature length film, TV commercials, all those kind of things, which led me down this path of digital media. It was the time right when video was switching from, you remember the, 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 the tape video? You remember those days? I'm Into actual digital video. And I got to, <laughs> got to experience um, live streaming when it wasn't digital live streaming to multiple. So like those, those TV um vans that are going around and multi-switching literally with cables that was quite interesting and fun um but yeah with the need and being involved in in my husband's business um i went down this path of 
social media realized really fast. I am not a social media manager. I'm fine with all the tools and systems and all the things behind it, but not coming up with content, then moved into web design and then ended up taking care of him for two years, putting everything pretty much on hold when he was going through cancer. And then when he passed away, I took stock. I'm like, what, what do we have? What do I like doing? What's, what's happening in my business? And I realized really fast that people were coming to me for web design and they left with full on business coaching. And that's where Ask Evie turned, it started turning into what it is today. And that mm. is business efficiency consulting, bringing technology in to make our life easier. And then my drive to understand people, people don't make sense to me. Technology <laughs> makes sense to me. People that, don't whole, necessarily we, we should, hold on, I'm not going to just, you just drop that right there and say, you know, I just dropped that right there. Yep. <laughs> but okay. in, in that drive of wanting to understand people and not be like, why are you doing this? This mm. doesn't make any sense. That's where my NLP training came in, where I initially did the practitioner training and then took it up a level to the master proc training, which then just opened up my mind to what drives people, how can we motivate people? And it's just started to also funnel into my business efficiency consulting because tools are usually not the issue when you're coming into a business and it's like this is not working we are not getting things done it's usually not the project management tool it's usually <laughs> the people okay which okay. is not a bad thing it just means we need to find out the data what stands behind this and how can we adjust accordingly so instead of and i'm jumping far ahead instead of instead of blaming inefficiency instead of blaming productivity kills on the tool on the platform on the on the trello the asana the ClickUp, or the whatever we we, we got to turn the mirror probably on ourselves and and make sure that we know what it is that we're trying to manage be productive about be more efficient okay i i, I like where you're going there and i appreciate you going into that for folks who may not understand or may not know, and I never want to assume, can you talk a little bit about what NLP is and, and just uh, what, what that stands for? Because again, I, I hate to assume. No, I, I much appreciate it. I'm, I'm living it, so I often forget. Um, it's starting to make more the rounds. So it's becoming more of a knowledge term, but I really, really appreciate you bringing that up because it's not, quote, common knowledge yet. And let's be honest. We have how many abbreviation of how many things That's and then true. they all That's mean different true. things. In my case, NLP stands for neural linguistic programming, meaning how is our brain programmed and how can we tell by language how you process information? Wow. That has so much to do with not just on a professional level, on, on, on a personal level, just on, on an everyday uh, engagement level with f folks yeah. around us, right? If you, if you understand first, not, forget about the next person. If you understand how you work, how, how your brain yeah. uh, handles information, right? Are, are you what a, a visual person? Are you more of a numbers and you know zeros and ones kind of person but understanding your processing of information that helps you be more effective again personal and, and professional and then be more productive efficient and less busy you see where I also 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 learning Come so on. it feeds it feeds into everything yeah so we have visual kinesthetic auditory and auditory digital so I'm an auditory digital. <laughs> okay. It's, it's like the, the always five love languages, about me. Right? It's, it's like, like the love languages. <laughs> it, it works similar. So, and what that helps you when you can determine how somebody processes information, it first of all helps you to build rapport with them, to really build a relationship with them, to... Have you ever gone out with one of your favorite guys? You just no. go bunching beers at night, whatever it is, whatever you like doing. We girls do brunch on Sundays, right? Yeah. And there's a couple of people where back in the day before I understood what was actually happening, 
throughout the brunch, I realized my language changing and not just my language changing. Yeah. Now, suddenly I did, did do similar things or similar movements that one of my besties was doing. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And, and human nature is in such that we are looking for the same. We are looking for somebody that is like us. It feels home. Different is a, is, is a fight or flight. You are different. Why are you different? Are you going to kill me? It goes back mm. to our animal brain. So we are looking for similar. Now, if you educate yourself and you learn how to determine how people think and mirror that and build that rapport, they feel home. Now they're going to listen to you. They are not just going to listen to you. They're actually going to hear you too. Mm. How often have we been in a situation where it's like, I just said that. <laughs> Yet you are listening to that person. I literally just said that five seconds ago. Well, welcome to the corporate world. Yeah, corporate IT world. That That is exactly what it is. I, and I, I say a lot, right, are you talking to or talking at people? Right. So, and, and that's, uh, I think exactly what, what you're, I know it's exactly what you're talking about and the comfort in assimilation, right? That's uh that's an, an interesting part. We, we may just go a whole different path there. We, we may forget about productivity and efficiency, but, but I'm, I'm seeing but it, funnels, so it funnels into the yeah. efficiency Yeah. because if I, rather than spending hours and hours trying to explain to you what I'm trying to accomplish, if I can speak your language so mm. that you not only listen to me, but you actually hear me. Here we go. How many hours did I just save trying to make something happen? The same, especially you mentioned corporate. Corporate is, is that big example because you have so many people and you have so many managers and you have so many levels. If you can speak their language, kinesthetic, auditory, auditory, digital, visual. If I can mirror you, if I can build this rapport and I can make you hear, but not only that, if I also can align your personal values with my company values, mm -hmm. you're going to work your booty off to make this happen because it aligns with your goals. It aligns with what you want to ha have happen in your life. Let me, let me let me ask you something about this because I, I asked this question a lot about we, we getting into it, folks. Man, listen, if you got questions for Evie, not not, not for me because she's the expert, subject matter expert. Uh, I, I'm just here pushing buttons and hoping that the audio works. Uh, <laughs> my my question is again with the, with the world stopping for the last two years, how has that, if it has, changed kind of the dynamic of you being able to, or you even be able to teach and coach? individuals and organizations how to get to that point right zoom teams uh webex all of that is very difficult to and, and you see me I, I talk with the body a lot right so to, to actually portray and show a lot of that emotion so ha has that caused you to kind of change your your delivery of how you coach individuals and organizations because we're stuck 800 miles away and all I got is a camera, right? As opposed to being able to walk around the room, shaking hands and kissing babies. I'm just wondering, has that changed kind of your approach to teaching organizations and individuals how to get folks to see that end goal, that message, right? That, that, that goal. No, it hasn't, ch hasn't changed how I approach it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been digital for ages, so mm -hmm. there has nothing changed. Okay the last two years were actually of advantage to me okay so you now suddenly had corporations that always fought the remote work uh, approach right they've been fighting it for years we've we've been doing it for how long now it's possible it's not a big deal but it has brought up that need of building community of having these conversations because even though my approach hasn't changed because I can do a lot of this digital as long as you turn on your camera, we can do that. Um, but it, it doesn't bring the same kind of energy that face to face does. So yes, me personally, I've been struggling 
to to get that one-on-one -on -one energy it, it is a different energy when you are with people in a room but the last two years have shown us you don't have to be i want to be but you don't have to be while showing companies remote is possible while showing company that we do need to pay closer attention to our people to the human in that equation mm -hmm. that people will not put up with everything anymore yeah i'm like i'm it's it's interesting you mention it because you also know what's happening behind the scenes um Book deal number one is just signed, which is more of a how-to book. But Say that we one are more time. also hold on. Don't no, just again. You 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 glossing over the, the these these not gems, but these these boulders you dropping. Say say that you one mean more book, time. Book deal little, number one is signed. Yep. Book deal number <laughs> one was signed yesterday, so I finally get to share that, which is click up for beginners. So we will be. Thank you. We were talking about the implementation of a tool, but I am working on a secondary book um, because when you look around right now, it's not tools. We have more than enough tools for yeah. everything. Yeah. We have we have five different 10, 20, 50 different tools to do the same job. Yet human humans leaving the workforce on masses. Yeah. Why? Because nobody gives a crap. Gave a crap. It is finally switching. When you look at the news. Yeah. Okay. Airbnb. Yeah. Airbnb oh, yeah. was just big in the news that yeah. are like, you can live wherever you want to, and we are not gonna cut your pay. You want to go travel? Fine. As long as your job gets done we don't care live your life now and that was one of the big things for me why ask evie started is after my husband passing away it's like life is too short to do the things you want to do tomorrow oh love that i let somebody else hold me back years after that falling back into an old habit of san diego is too expensive we can't make this happen Guess what? I packed the U-Haul and I did because I don't know how old I'm going to. Am I still going to be here in five years? I love True. San Diego. This is home. I have never been happier, no matter the daily struggles. Yeah. You don't let it overtake you and you, you keep it in perspective. Uh, I love that. Yeah. My goodness. So <laughs> get, get human... other folks out of your own way. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say all of that. Okay. The, the the human is finally starting to become the center the center of attention and before covid it was just a means to an end how many how mm. many people believe in that hustle mentality of i need to work 24 7 to get somewhere yes there's seasons don't get me wrong we right. all go through right. seasons it's going to be seasons of growing something. It's going to be seasons of loving something, slowing down, whatever it is. I do not believe in work-life balance. Talk to because me about it's... that because, uh, <laughs> no, and that's interesting. I keep because throwing I, so things I, I at gave, him. I keep I gave throwing things at him. I gave HP 20 years of my life, and I still have a picture of the rules of the garage on my in my office right now. And one of the mantras of Hewlett Packard was, have a, an effective work-life balance. Now, it, it meant something different for everyone, and I, I took it to mean something different. But I, I'd be curious just to hear your your definition of why you don't you don't believe in that mantra. Because work-life balance has the touch of I hmm, here Come comes the workaholic out of I have to take time off. I hmm. run a business that I love that fulfills me, and I have friends that will never understand that. They, they will never understand that I do not have a problem and it's not wearing me out working till 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night because I bit my teeth into something because I, like I, like I found something okay. new. I'm not going to feel bad about it because I'm supposed to have work-life balance and take time off. As well as balance implies a balance. Life happens in seasons. <laughs> yeah, y'all ready? I hope you got a piece of paper and a pen, folks, man. Professor Evie's in the building. Come on now, get it's, going. It's, and that's where it comes back down to language. Yeah. 
the words we use matter. And I think you actually in, in one of our chats, um, we're talking about about my productivity versus efficiency video exactly the language we use matters and the word balance implies it's in balance and the moment it's off we are beating ourselves up because it's not in balance which is why i do not like the word work-life balance because there is never gonna be a balance i like that if okay. it would be balance it would be 50 50. yeah yeah. Now, what happens is, especially with entrepreneurs or startups or any business for that matter, look, especially look at seasonal businesses. No matter if you look at it in a week, if you look at it in a month, especially for us females, as well as a year, as well as potentially 10 years, everything happens in seasons. Mm -hmm. One time something is higher up and then it's lower. If you get that energy of something new, a new idea, a new tool, a new place, whatever it is, you're going to spend more time in your business. If you are bringing up a new product, a new service, you are running through it, you are setting it up, you are beta testing it, you are getting a new camera, you're going to spend the next week playing around with the camera till you are set in, it's set up and it's fine. Things always happen in seasons. I, that that's a, a really powerful definition of of, of that, and and mine falls in line with kind of what you were saying, because because honestly, if you like and you love what you do, why it's do you work. have to pause or stop and go do something else? I'm I'm already enjoying. I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my family. I I got the lights on and there and there's some bread in the refrigerator, so things are good. Why, why should I pause because I want to, again, configure this infrastructure in the studio, bring on some exciting guests, have a right doing all of those things. Why, why step back and, and have to worry about some perceived balance? Yeah. If the balance is for, for me that I'm working, I'm enjoying my life, I'm doing what it is that I, I like to do. I'm, I, there's some financial reward to it. There's psychological. There's all of those mm -hmm. things. Why do you want me to stop? Right. So again, if I like what I, what it is that I do, don't per take a perceived needed yeah. break, vacation, pause, pivot, whatever, whatever word that you want to interject right there. So I, I appreciate your definition of what work-life balance is. I'm gonna keep my poster on the, on the wall though, because I like the poster. Uh, and it, and it matters again. Um, that's my perception of mm -hmm. it. And I'm, I'm really into language. Um, so I didn't grow up with English. And when I look at the differentiation between German language and English language, mm -hmm. it's funny. And the translation is never right <laughs> because you cannot translate one-to-one. Uh, get, get it wrong? It's our fault, right? We're still you just You, you can't translate one-to-one. -one. It's the example I always use is... If I tell you to think of the color red, the chances are you are probably thinking of this red just because it's right in front of you. Correct. Chances are I'm going to think of the red of my hummingbird feeder, which are different shades, yet we use the same word. We use the same language. So there is so many different annotations that are happening where, again, coming back around to the whole productivity versus efficiency, Understanding how people think and speaking their language, giving back their language. So when somebody is kinesthetic, using kinesthetic language mm. to talk back to them, will cut that barrier in our brain where the animal uh, brain is like, whoa, you're speaking a different language. We are speaking the same language. Yeah. I just simply not giving the exact words back to you. But the moment you do, that animal brain is like, oh, yeah, you speak my language. I'm good fight or flight is off. No, there is no borders of, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm out of here. And I, I see that a lot with folks. I, I can't, no, not say I, but folks can't accept a direction, uh, 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 a process or whatever the case may be. They, they hear it, but again, Un until I regurgitate it or say it in using my words, using my language. Again, like, like you said, it's the exact same thing, but until yep. I recite it in, in my slang or whatever, 
it, it doesn't re- it doesn't resonate, right? There's no what's in it for me un- until I say probably exactly the same thing that you said in my words, and, and then we can be on the same page. And, and that's, I always am concerned about why, again, that's that red tape in, in the corporate world. Why, why does that delay always have to happen? Because we can't move forward until Evie says, says it the way that she wants to say when we're all talking about doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, that's where you need a communicator in the company, somebody that does know NLP, somebody that can be the in, in between. Yeah. Um, in corporate, it, it doesn't just come down to the language per se. In corporate, you have a lot of values that are going on, meaning CEO has their values of making sure that the stakeholders are all happy and they're getting paid because if not, his life is going to be a mess. Then you got the manager who wants their team to be productive so that he looks good with the CEO because he wants to be home in the afternoon with his wife and kids without the CEO being on the phone of what's happening here. So it, especially in corporate, in, in that big amount of people all in one place, it's not only the language, which is a big piece, the motivator getting past the animal brain that decides, do I like you or do I not like you? Am I going to listen to you or not? It also then funnels into aligning those values. So that's where corporate retreats often come in or corporate training. If you bring in the right person to build those relationships, to align those values of those people with the company values, with the goals we have, where we are wanting to go, because no matter how much I love your company, if there's nothing in it for me, I'm just going to spend my hours and be done my paycheck. And that, that's the worst place to be, I, th- I think, for, for both both parties. I think for an, an organization and for the individual, right? If you're just sitting there watching the nine to five, watching the clock until it hits five, and you're not, get, again, getting that value, mm-hmm. you're not getting any reward. It doesn't always have to be financial, but just, nope. you know, the fact that you're doing a, a job or doing something, a task that you feel that you're providing a difference, again, why have work-life balance if, again, that nine to five, you're actually getting some some intrinsic value out of it? I, I love that delineation right there. Um, and when I when I talk about values, it doesn't necessarily just mean um, any award or money. Mm-hmm. There is Kelly Noble Mirabella is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, we both went through the NLP master pack. We elicit each other's values regularly to know why we make decisions or align our decisions in our business with what we are actually going for. And her highest up value is flexibility. Okay. She'll never deal with a nine to five and being locked up. Yeah. She wants the flexibility to be able to take care of her kids, whatever happens and whenever it happens. So when we talk about values, there is the difference between your perceived values and your actual values. One of the biggest ones that we um, often discover is that value of money. I was surprised that money itself is actually fairly high on my list of values. But because it means to me the things that I can do. Right. Now, eliciting values from other people, what often happens is that money, they think money is high on their values, but it's actually somewhere way down the list. But the things that money can get them <laughs> is higher up. Makes sense. Now, that's how you also can motivate yourself. Especially being an entrepreneur, you have days where it's like, you know what? I just want to curl up in bed, hold a blanket over, and not deal with anybody. We Every all other have day. those days, Every, right? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Every <laughs> other day is today was like that. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yesterday was that kind of day. Today yeah. is the aftermath. Tomorrow I'm back. Yeah. But knowing my values, I literally have my life and my career values right over there which one of my career values is pride. Mm. So if I just deliver something blah, rather than the best possible thing I can deliver, I am not feeding into my pride. 
And pride doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. But if I not do 150% in what I do, I'm letting that value down, Mm -hmm. which then is going to snowball back in me feeling like crap. Go ahead and say what you want to say, girl. Look, it's been one of the days. I, 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 look, I've known you for too long. You, you say what you need. <laughs> we are going live. I don't want to get you kicked off of YouTube. You know, you know get, get, have to put the, the explicit uh, tag on this. Man, mm-hmm. I I feel the, the exact same way. And listen, I'm, I'm looking at, and I see a ton of folks over on Twitter. Shouts out to my Twitter community, my audience. Come on over mm-hmm. to YouTube so you can engage and interact with, with Evie and I and, and ask questions. Um. Let, let me go a, a different path, kind of a, a similar conversation. Because we talked about productivity, we talked about efficiency. I, I like the fact that you've got your plans written down because if it's if you you've got your plans out of your head, which turns them into yeah. goals. That's for me, yep. right? That that's that's my definition, right? You, you think about it, so that's the plan. When you actually write mm-hmm. it down, there's a goal because then you can measure it. You you can see how you're getting from one critical path, one moment to the next. I love that piece. Um, let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about self-regulating and realigning with those plans, right? How, how do you, how do you move from those different seasons, right? When, when you have to do something different because maybe again, the world shuts down or maybe whatever, what if the book deal, you know, not uh, God forbid if the, if the book deal didn't come through, right. You know, and I don't hush your mouth, James. Oh my gosh. It's that. been a year in the works, a year. <laughs> So come you are on, talking let, to a girl that, that does not do well and kind of realigning. Let's, let's, let's get into that one. Huh? <laughs> there is, there is a lot of things going on in this whole self self-regulating and, and pushing through hmm. one of the big things I always keep coming back simply because it is our main motivator is our values. Right. That's what drives us. That's what keeps us going. And again, um, it's not necessarily uh, the conscious values of I have family, I want my kids to have a better life, the, the standard. I, I promise you there is more underneath that. Where, again, in, in Kelly's example, it's flexibility. Yes, it is her family, but it's actually the flexibility. Mm. Now, the other side of this coin, getting through uh, these seasons when they might not be easy seasons cleaning up your own mess mm, there you go acknowledging because that you have a mess to clean up we we we, we, we all have a backtrack mess a little up. bit right there right that, i mean that's even tough just to acknowledge that you have a mess to clean up but but yeah go ahead we all have and if you think you don't have a mess you have a bigger problem i got listen, you know, um, <laughs> this room right here i got a mess so yeah go. i just i just <laughs> did, did i did i just call somebody in you, the audience you did, out? Look, you um, again, man in the mirror right here boy and it's it's an onion mm-hmm. it's when i when i started out this process with nlp i went in it to have the tools to take care of my shit mm-hmm. because i I have the analytical mind. I see the issues. I know exactly what's going on. Yet I'm going through the same circles over and over and over again. I'm like, this is insanity. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Literally, that's how I went into practitioner training. There's seeing my pattern, seeing the things that I'm doing and realizing this, this is the definition of insanity. Something isn't right here. Why am I doing this over? Um, but with, with that, starting to work on yourself and in multiple different areas. So that's where, for example, in my training, um, timeline therapy comes in Okay. to, as a, as a short example of what timeline therapy is, you are pulling out old situations look at them out of a different perspective. And now suddenly you are leaving the emotions that was connected to it behind and you are just wow. keeping the learnings. Okay. We are emotional people. Yeah. We don't, we don't remember a specific situation second by second. We are memorizing the emotion <laughs> that we connect with that situation. And that's what's holding us off and back because chances are it's a perception of an emotion. 
Wow. It's an emotion that we connected to it, maybe not even right in that situation. How many of our kids' situations that we have where we were little and you ask your mom, it's like, I remember, do, do I remember this right? I literally <laughs> just asked my mom a, a month ago or something, I get stung by a bee and I'm like, mom, did I ever get stung by a bee? I remember sitting in a high chair and being stung in my throat. And she's like, no, you didn't, but I did under my arm. Oh, wow. Okay. So I remembered piece of that, but it got distorted. And then potentially there is emotion set to it. It's and it shapes parents, your it, it shapes your perception of, of things moving forward, doesn't probably incorrectly, and in, in that in your case incorrectly. Okay. So they all funnel with each other, especially in those first seven years of our upbringing, where we might not understand yet. They are new parents. Nobody is perfect. They do the best they 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 do the best they can with the resources they have, which we might see differently. Mm -hmm. So now suddenly we are carrying around some old emotions of every female out there probably has daddy issues. Mm. A lot of us do. Okay. Seems to be coming with it. We want daddy to see us, but if daddy is busy doing things, now suddenly there is certain perceptions that we internalize, connect an emotion to it because that's how we store information. We store information through emotions. And now we are making decisions based on this emotion that is not even true. Hold on. Pa pa pause this for a second here. Let, let, let's, let's let them... We store information through emotions. So, folks, mm -hmm. y'all listening to this, right? Victor, we appreciate you for coming in, man. Yeah, yeah I don't have a mess. I just checked the, I just, uh, checked the closet. But that's an incredibly introspective, again, person in the mirror looking. And I, I, I hinted at this earlier. You have to be aware enough to know when you have an opportunity that needs to be fixed. I don't, I don't want to say a problem. I don't even want to see a challenge. I, I'll call it an opportunity to either correct or an opportunity to to be better, as we says, self-regulate, maybe even realign to be better. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I, I just wanted to pause on on that piece right there and let that marinate just a little bit. So I apologize for interrupting, but you you, you dropping them out here. Goodness, where's my pen at? I need to be taking. Them. Here we go. Okay, there we go. Go. go Luckily, go you have the, the recordings. Stuff. I'm gonna be on the but replay like squad myself here listening to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> and there is storing information in emotions. Just think about it. I'm pretty sure you have at least one song that brings up a memory. I got it. I got a whole playlist. Listen, yeah. Come on. For I know me, it's make, also I've, I've cried on camera before. Don't, don't make your boy. Okay. For me, it's also smells. I yeah. am... So every single guy out there, you smell good and walk by me, your chances I'm going to invite you to a coffee. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, we are anchoring information. We are anchoring um, memories mm. with these kind of things. So being able to go back to these anchors, receive the learnings that happen there, keep those learnings and let go of the emotion. Now suddenly you peeled off one layer of this onion. And being able to also look at it this way. Our whole life is perception. The same thing that happens to me yeah, can happen to that. you. And you look at it completely different than I do because you have a different history than I do. Mm. Okay. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Yes. Do you like vanilla or chocolate? Both the same exact thing. I definitely like chocolate. I'm not a vanilla fan. Mm. Same thing. Hey, that's that NLP coming through, folks. If you're not listening, <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. You know, late at night, Victor, my dad, myself, or and everyone watching, we're gonna be, we're gonna be like, we're gonna be laying in bed saying, "Man, Evie was coming through." This and, and so many different levels, I think, in terms of of the, the yeah. conversation right now. So we we may be talking at even at thirty five thousand foot level, but when you, when you take it into perspective and when you when you boil it down to your individual situation, again, your in 
uh, insecurities, uh, mm-hmm. your perceived challenges, opportunities, struggles, whatever the case may be, and just some of the statements that you're saying and the way that you're saying again that that yeah. that that clinical usage of language that you're doing, I think, is really something that's powerful right now because you're you're saying and it sounds very commonsensical. Is that a word? Well, it, it sounds, it we'll sounds make very it straightforward, but when you digest and think about what it is that you're talking about and how, you, and the stories that you're telling and the examples that you're, you're, you're presenting, it's one of those old, uh, Arsenio Hall things that make you go, Hmm, kind of, kind of, kind of situations when I, I just dated myself, but okay. And that, I, just, I, I still cannot believe I'm turning 40 this year. I do not feel like 40. Um, but that's, that's where. I know you watched the video. That's where my YouTube video came in with the whole productivity versus efficiency and why I have such a, when it comes to the word productivity. First of all, productivity in the sense of the word is checking things off the list. Yes, come on. That doesn't mean it's going to move you forward. Especially when it comes to business, especially when it comes to life goals. I can be spending all Sunday checking off things off my list, like vacuuming and doing laundry and doing all the things. Does that put value into my house? No. Does that grow my business? No. Is it well spent time? Maybe. True. That's how I clear my head. Cleaning my place is is cleaning my head and getting my head ready for the next week. Cool. Means we have accomplished what we want to accomplish. But productivity also is a procrastination mechanism Mm. to stay away from something you should be doing or that might actually impact your business in a way that freaks you out. Productivity is a procrastination method. Can be. Can be. But often is, yes. Because we feel like we are getting something done. We are stroking the ego okay, come on. of I see. check off, I see check off, check off. Mm-hmm. Have we actually had any impact? <laughs> so the the to do list, the the rocket books, the any dues, uh, I can name them all. Right, just just saying you got your your list accomplished for the day. And I'm the one that posted a list this morning on my Instagram Pretty much, story, you know, every, right? every, every day you post a great list too. And, and I look at it, I'm going to steal that too. I, I, I like that whole little vibe. I, I just need to get a cool picture of myself. Um, but does that really move? Is that moving the needle? Or again, as you kind of alluded to, does that just stroke the ego? Does that just say I moved the, the dirt underneath the rug? It's still there. Right? And how but, many, how many people it's, it's wow. Like, life story here on my business. Most people that come to me are in scaling phase. They have taken care of their business for the first two, three years, got it off the ground. They have a small team now. They are fully booked. All the clients are there and they are like, oh my God, Evie, I'm working 24 seven. I can't even think. And I'm like, let's go look at your to-do list. How do you even decide what are you going to work on? Do you have your standard operating procedures? Are you outsourcing your work or are you still doing your everyday posting reactive on Facebook yourself? It is the same pain point every single time. When companies are struggling in this scaling process, don't get me wrong. We've seen it with ClickUp after raising $40 billion and scaling. That is a pain point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because now suddenly they quadrupled. I don't even know how much bigger they got. They got from 50 people to, I don't even know, I think 500 or something like that. That will happen, especially in the startup when you have fast growth. The only way to be able to handle that is prioritize, be efficient and get the shit out of your head and for the CEO to step back and bring people in that are better at this. There we go. And every time somebody calls me and is like, oh my God, I need to get ClickUp implemented. And I'm like, where are your workflows? Right here? I'm like, that's the first problem. Yeah, yeah. ClickUp is not gonna save your ass. 
nobody we are not there yet i would love to just put thingy on your head a la metaverse and just pull that information out of you i can't yeah if you don't know it how am i supposed to know it and how am i supposed to plug tie it into a software uh application right mm, to run your business when you don't know your business your operating procedures you don't have them written down they're just again tribal knowledge inside your head come on okay, and you can't I... and you can't optimize anything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um was just talking to my bookkeeper she's like damn you're barely spending any money on your business i'm like yeah because i don't need to hmm. i'm a consultant i'm keeping my costs down i'm optimizing it I can do that because I'm paying attention to my numbers. Paying attention to our numbers, God. How do you pay attention to your workflows and how things are getting done if they are in your head? How often? <laughs> how she's often gonna, she's gonna put have you? Now she's gonna put you, put the business out there in the streets. Go ahead now. We've all done it. How <laughs> often? Anybody in the audience? Jump in the comment section. How often? Have you jumped on your laptop or your computer and said, oh, yeah, I'll take care of that really fast in the next five minutes? Hmm. <clears throat> How often have you done that? And then suddenly two hours were gone. <laughs> Put both hands. We've up. all been there. We've all done it. Yeah. But you cannot track something that is not written down because it comes back again to our perception. Can I spend the next five hours diving into a new tool, figuring out how this works and automate the crap out of it? Heck yeah, I can spend years. Oh, I have spent years on it. Yeah. Is it the best time spent? Only if I can apply it to my business and make something better on my clients. The return, it's a price versus cost. And where's the, um, I'm summarizing for myself for the people in the mm -hmm. back of the room, like me, it's price versus cost kind of, kind of situation. Yep. And if there's some so, type of value that comes out of spending that, that time and that effort, right? Where, where's the return on investment coming for you spending, like Victor saying, two, <laughs> only two only hours. hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? We've if you spend there. half the day trying to so figure what out we, how to use it. Yeah. Mm. What we do, what we do along those lines is, we are creative whatever you perceive creative to be one of the lessons i had to learn because i never considered myself creative um we all are especially as entrepreneurs mm -hmm. life throws stuff at us we figure it out that's creative now people like us always come up with new ideas in my in my sense how can i optimize something how can i automate something how can i make this a system all the things right we look at doc oh i want to have buy this and get this and implement this and do this and do here we know yeah. him right right we all have our own ways of being creative and having thousands of ideas every single day they first of all need to get out of your head because that just keeps your mind busy and you are not getting anything done. Mm -hmm. But then we also have a system that allows us to rate those ideas. Yes. Does it move our business forward? There you go. Does it even align with what we want to accomplish? Does it align with my values? How easy or difficult is it to implement? Is it a snap? and something is optimized or is it a year-long project and then how much impact does it have on your business if you come across an idea that does move the needle for your business that is easy and quick to implement and has a high impact you got a unicorn and you better implement this right <laughs> Stop everything and go ahead and put some moves and put it in motion. <laughs> Take a weekend and just implement it. Yeah. Hmm. And you will have those unicorns where it's literally like, okay, we were in a reactive mode and I have this freebie and I have this upsell and I have this course and I have this template and I do this. And then suddenly you sit down with one of your besties because somehow everybody else sees this, but we never see it on our own business. 
you connect all the dots and it's like, oh, I have like easily three sales funnels right here. I just need to connect <laughs> the dots the right way. Sit down for a weekend, get it done because it does have a major impact on your bottom line because now you are not just being like, here's the information. We'll see if you ever call me to work with me. Right, right. Maybe, maybe not. Let's be honest. We need to tell people what they are supposed to be doing. That's true. Don't so assume. I love that. It's, yeah. it's all already there. You don't have to build anything. You just have to connect the dots. Right. But yeah, that's Again. where idealists come in and then really categorizing of does it have an impact? If it doesn't have an impact on your business, throw it out. Is it easy to implement? Is it difficult to implement? Is it yeah. difficult to implement? Plan on it. Set time aside. Start implementing. Does it have a high impact on your business or a low impact on your business? Yeah. And I and I would add in that something that we talked about earlier. You know, again, everything has their season, right? So if it if it doesn't have a good impact on your business today, shelve it. Still, but still document it, right? Again, don't don't just try to keep it in your head because listen, I'm I'm I, I've been around the sun a couple extra times than you have, and things fall out of my head. Uh, if I don't write them down, I'll forget. But again, if, if you can't get that value, that intrinsic value personally or professionally out of something that you're looking to spend, like Victor said, not just two hours, maybe four hours, maybe the entire day on why, right? Why, why spend your time? Why be busy being busy? Ooh. Because it feeds the ego. Come on now. Golly, I don't. It feeds the ego. Why be busy being busy? Especially, especially um, looking at the wrong data points. <laughs> yeah. mm. bringing, bringing up one of my latest lessons, YouTube is a perfect metaphor for this. Everybody is going for subscriber count. Everybody is going for view hours. Bullshit. It's the, it's the wrong numbers to look at. This subscriber count feeds our ego. Don't give me wrong. That's true. Being able to step I, out I, there I, I and be like, you saying that. Yeah, go ahead. 5k, 10k, 20k. Heck yeah. Yeah, whatever. And you actually, and YouTube doesn't make it that easy. I finally, I'm ego person here. Who doesn't want to have 10k subscribers on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's difficult for me to put that ego aside because I'm going for the people, which means even if my views potentially are down, even if my subscriber count is not necessarily where I want it to be, the impact I'm making is the impact in the video. So yes. average view duration is the number you need to look at. How long do people stick around? Do they stick around for 20% of your video or do they stick around 40% of your video? Do they stick around 60? Do they stick till the end? It's an average, so you're never going to get 100%. Yeah. But that's the number that matters, yet YouTube is making it really difficult for us. Now, cross-mapping that to your business, it doesn't matter how much revenue you are making. I'm a six figure business. I could go out there and market, go make how to build a six figure business. Who the hell cares? If you are spending those six figures to make this six figure <laughs> business happening, you are living out on the street. You're not living in, in, in Dago like you. That, that's true. That's yeah. Come on now. So really, and it's, I am an ego driven person. I like to be told the impact that I'm making on people. It's, I want to make a change. I want to impact people's life. I want to leave a legacy. I don't have kids. I don't plan on having kids. This is my way of leaving a legacy. So yes, I like my ego stroke. Don't give me wrong. I like getting testimonials from my hosts, from my clients, being told the impact that I have on people. But I also need to keep that ego in check and make sure I'm paying attention to the things that really matter and not just go after numbers that in the end don't matter shit. Don't, don't mean a thing. Don't, but I, I am, I'm, listen, I'm going to give you these flowers right here, though. 
McGee, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you fed right into this. Uh, folks, go to clickup.com, go into the uh, consultant, and uh oh, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Can't, can't miss that orange jacket. Right, right, man, that, right, right there. There, there she go, right there. Multilingual available uh all times of the day and night whenever you need but you know make make sure you set up an appointment contact Yvonne right here for business efficiency consulting and team training oh yeah to design human-centered project management systems using ClickUp that seamlessly integrate with existing tech stacks good lord come on now come oh on. I worked on that that took me a little that bit sound, to polish I, I, that I like, one up yeah that sounds good that was so that was is that new because that whole thing wasn't there about a month ago when I, oh well. It was there, but not with that description. We yeah, it's, just it's updated that it's description about <laughs> a couple of weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's pretty dope. It's it's. I'm finally owning my awesome and bringing the whole NLP more into my business. I've done it behind the scenes. It's. I've always looked at the bigger picture and how everything funnels together. To me, the years that I've worked with ClickUp and in ClickUp setups, I always started out with what is happening in the business, where are the issues, how does that feed into everything you do and not just working in a silo. Um, Stephanie Lou would be laughing at me. She's my NLP coach. It took me about a year to own all the things that I have been working behind the scenes with my clients already and just finally publicly promoted to. And there again, peeling off the layer and just working on ourselves, trying to be the best self we can at every single day. And you, you killing it out here in, the, in these streets right here, in these efficiency streets. This is where, folks, I need you to go. I need, I'm going to put it in the description, askev.com. This is, uh, this is the hub for contacting, for understanding what it is that she does when the world opens back up, getting her out there in one of your conferences, uh, out, out there in front of the audience, dynamic speaker. But, um, let's, let's close with this because I, I wanted to ask about the relationship with ClickUp and then we, we talked about that. I wanted yeah. to talk about the self-regulation and the realignment. That, that was an amazing piece of, of discussion right there. But what, I know the book deal is, is here now, but what's, what's next, right? Again, what's this next season of Yvonne Hyman coming in terms of pushing the message, helping not just businesses, but I want to talk about the, uh, What's this next season for helping individuals understand their worth, understand they're awesome, uh, understand that there's a difference between being busy, being efficient, and being productive? What 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 do you got coming up on the pike next? That's a lot. I know. I, I just hit the, you with it. I just hit you with it. Try, trying trying to just balance it. Um, Book number two will feed into this, but we are in the proposal stage. And if anybody out there knows knows publishing houses, you know, that might be another six months. Mm. When did you decide that? Um, <laughs> that's another NLP thing of perception. When did I actually decide that, that it's going to take six months? Um, I don't know. We are working hard on that. This is, that is definitely going to be a great resource. My YouTube channel is changing to mm. not just being how to, and how to actually implement this with tools but also diving way deeper into the thought patterns and the processes and the human aspect behind it. So okay. on my YouTube channel, you're going to be able to find how do you implement these changes into a tool and practically implement this in your business, okay. but also how what's the human aspect. One of the, the latest videos was that whole productivity versus efficiency. I've been talking about um, human project management over there where it, again, it's not the tool, but how are we actually working best in the sense of project management with humans? We are the weak link. That's not a bad <laughs> thing, but you, you, it's one tool. It works that way. If I check it off, I know the task is done. Humans are not that simple, which simply will mean we are always I don't want to call it the weak link, but we are, we are the point that you never can predict. Okay. So what yeah. can we do 
to predict it the most possible way to plan for unpredictability. So in big companies, how do I work better with my team as an entrepreneur? How can I set my business up for my own unpredictability, especially with us females out there? We have a week in the month that we are potentially completely unusable. So how can I build my business around yeah. knowing that unpredictability? Come on, talk. She's talking real. So yeah. that's that's where the YouTube channel has been been going to be going. So I stay tuned that. on social media when I finally publicly can announce the book, and that's going to be really fun. I just I just want a signed copy and listen, I, I just want you know, hardcover signed copy wrapped in. I, I don't know. I just I just book need, number I needed, one I comes out on my shelf. I, I do need it. I need to I'm trying to call recall. I think mid end January is the planned publish date for book number one. OK. So Lily just signed the contract starting to write. I heard that. Man, I'm a, I'm gonna pour out a little little scotch for you tonight, just in celebration, and I'll I'll send you a photo, me me and my uh, me and my scotch, just celebrating Navy. <laughs> Heck yeah! Uh, this this is cool. I I thank you for for this conversation. I thank you for, for giving me. me stuff to think about. I thank you for giving the audience, my community, something to think about, and for those who were were brave enough to to ask ask questions. I I know that there's a lot of dialogue and there's a lot of introspective that's going on just with the conversation that we had here. So I trust and I hope and I I'm, I'm certain that folks got value out of this discussion. So um we did what we needed to do. You did what you needed to do. Again, I'm I'm just here the wizard of Oz pushing pulling strings and and and, and cords and and again hoping that the technology that didn't blow up on on me here. We'll, we'll find out after after we after we live and I go through post. Um, you're good. You're good people. Even you you really are. And I wanted to give you those flowers as well. I want to thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation with you and continued good luck with everything that you're doing. Best wishes. You know, I love noting out like this. Thanks so much for having me. We're going to do it again. Heck yeah. I'm yeah. in. Anytime. Done. We out.